Hey, Facebook. It's time. Episode number 27 of the Open Heart Collective. My guest tonight. Sorry for the brief change in, 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 uh, in guests this evening. My original guest uh, had to postpone uh, due to some personal issues. So as we were supposed to have Miriam on a couple weeks ago, but due to her travel and uh, lack of being able to connect, uh, we just did a little switcheroo and uh, now we're here. So I'd like to introduce my special guest, Miriam, and I to not butcher your last name, I will not say it. Um, the co-founder of a special little device called Arrow, which we'll be talking about very, very soon. So Miriam, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Ryan, for having me and for this awesome collective and bringing so much needed awareness to mental health. I'm Miriam Jahed, the founder of Arrow Health. It's a wearable that sits on your wrist and tracks and helps you manage and track your mental health. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, guys, right? We're here to talk about mental health. The, the, the premise of the show, for those of you who haven't caught wind of this yet or have no idea what you just tuned into, be prepared, sit down, grab a coffee, grab a water. We're going to be here for about an hour. So conversation is all around mental health. Each and every week, I've been having guests from whether they're musicians, entrepreneurs, creatives, creators, podcast hosts, generally speaking, just amazing human beings with amazing stories, because I know that my story may not help you guys, but your story is going to help someone else. And the only way that we break the stigma around this conversation of mental health is to actually start talking about it. The culture and society that we live in nowadays is one of we always have to be doing something. We always have to be hustling on the go, be proactive, that, and all this other rhetoric that we hear from social media people. But the one thing that we historically have not been proactive, hustling, all that other stuff for is our own mental health and the mental health in the community of, or in the people in the communities around us. So I wanted to change that. I started this show talking with amazing people like Miriam in hopes that we can inspire you guys to start talking because our voices collectively are louder than they are on, on individually segmented off. So, Miriam, I want to know your story. Please tell me. <laughs> and the, however many people that are joining us watching this right now, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, awesome intro. Thank you for the kind words and, um, I totally agree with you. The biggest piece I think missing from mental health is actually talking about it. I think for someone who's experiencing it, accepting it, and then being able to share it with others. And that's really like the first step of being able to manage it and know what to do about it. So about my story, um, uh, I would say it really started when I was a lot younger. Um, when I was a teenager, uh, we moved to Canada, uh, we immigrated here, and that was really the start where I started paying more attention to myself, how I think, how I do things. And I would say that's where I started realizing that I'm a lot more sensitive than a lot, a lot of people around me. Doesn't matter where I'm living because I did see a lot of changes in my life at that time. And this is like I was 15 or 16 at the time. And the main thing was um, noticing how Small things really affected me at certain times of the year, especially like during winter time, times that um, 
for others just seem like, you know, the weather changed or we have less sun here and it wasn't really important for others. But for me, I would, every small thing would really get to me and um, I wasn't really aware of what's going on or why it's happening. And um, fast forward a few years, so that's when I kind of like started realizing that, hey, there is something going on here and um, started realizing that maybe I should pay a little bit more attention to myself. That's how I thought about it at the time. And um, fast forward a few years, uh, started first year of university, it's engineering programs, tough program already, a lot happening. And um, one of my best friends actually attempted suicide. And that was really a wake up call for me. Fortunately, she's still around and um, very well, but um, it was a wake up call for me that, hey, like, how did I not know? Like, how did it was a surprise? It was a complete surprise for me. And that was really when I thought about it. I'm like, well, I've had a lot of bad days. Um, I've had a lot of negative thoughts. And I know that I am different from a lot of people. At that time, I didn't call it depression. But um, I was I called it sad thoughts or being more sensitive. And I'm like, I've never told anyone about this. This is something like I've kept to myself and I've tried to figure it out all by myself. And once my friend finally opened up to me, I mean, after the incident was when I realized how important it is to actually talk about it. And just doing that is the first step of everything. Like you can finally think about it clearly. It's not just in your head. It's a real thing now that you can manage and actually deal with. So that was really my start to realizing, hey, there, you know, there are certain people that um, I call it a sensitivity spectrum where everyone falls into some part of it. Some are more sensitive and some are less. Some are more um, severely affected by um, negative emotions, some less. And I would fall on that, um, on the part where, you know, I am more sensitive. And I started going to therapy and just talking about, it really started talking about my friend that led to me talk, thinking more about myself and how I can take care of myself. And um, again, fast forward a few years, um, all, you know, for 10, 12 years, I paid attention to um, how I work. What is it that's really causing these symptoms? It, when is it that I get more stress? What What are the things that lead to you know this negative feeling? This more um, being really uh, scared of things, maybe sometimes being worried that you know what what if what if in the future these things happen? Which is like I don't know who now nobody knows, right? right. But um, really, that's uh, after that um, I I met one of my uh, my now co-founder, which was uh, uh, he also did engineering when I was in school. And we got together. He was super into mental uh, men, into wearables at the time, and I was super into mental health and trying to figure out, you know, how is it that we can really live a healthier, more peaceful life? And we got together, put our brains together, talked to a lot of people. Um, that it was. It started with a network that we kind of had built throughout the years because the best way to manage, I believe, to manage your mental health is to find people that think like you and find people who have experienced it or have read a lot about it and learn from each other because there is no one way to manage it. It's kind of like a collective of trying trial and error, a lot of different things until you figure out, okay, this is how I can lead a productive life. 
And um, just believing that really helps you and seeing others doing that really helps uh, motivate you. And we got together and we're like, okay, we really want to build something that helps people manage um, their mental health, just like just like I did and just like so many people I've talked to have. And it's really, it doesn't stop. It's something that's almost like weight loss. Like you lose weight, but you always have to work on maintaining it. And same with your mental health. You get to a good state, but depending on what happens in your life, depending on where you're at, even with your diet, with like a lot of environmental things that affects you, what do you, what can you do to consistently keep track of yourself and become more resilient basically throughout your life? And that's really what led us to, um, at that time, I was like, I really want to dedicate my life to this mission, being able to figure out what is it that, how can we manage our mental health and be able to lead a productive life? And here I am today. And I am and so, I am incredibly, so honored incredibly honored to be chatting with you here today because one of our one of my other guests, uh, Scott Barker, actually introduced us. And uh, Scott's story continues to inspire me to this day. If you guys haven't actually had a chance to watch my interview with Scott Barker, go back, uh, I believe last season, in fact, um, into the episodes and, and just find Scott Barker and whether you're an audiophile and, and want to listen or want to watch the video, just it's there. All the links are there. Just go find it. Very, very compelling conversation. But um, when when Scott told me about what you guys were doing uh, with Arrow, I, I remember my response being instantaneously, how can I get involved? Because it's so closely aligned with one of my most important personal missions which is to break the stigma around mental health and make resources readily available for those who are, are in need. Because the other, the other issue with this is, okay, you're suffering, now what? You, you, need, you need help, but what's next? We, we, and being that I suffered with depression, anxiety, stress, uh, self-doubt, self-loathing, all of that, my resource was Google. <laughs> and... Try being depressed and typing in Google help for depression and not get massively overwhelmed by the search results alone. Because we, we sit in the, this time where we have so much information being constantly available to us, yet we, what information is right for us? We don't know. I mean, we do know, but we don't necessarily know how to access it. So I love what you're doing, and I think it closely ties in with what I'm, what kind of the next phase of the Open Heart Collective, which, which is going to be this this online global resource list. Um, so you guys go to one location to get any and all of resources that you need for your region, your city, your state, you, what you're suffering with. Because I mean, there's so many incredible organizations out there, but they're buried in all the noise. And I know that if we want the noise to if we want the noise to subside and our voices to rise above, we need to make the right resources more readily available to those who are suffering. And um, <coughs> one of the ways that I've done that, and I and I say this in every episode because I mean it. I'm still waiting for somebody to take me up on this. I make myself readily available. Not that I can help, but. I know oftentimes if somebody's struggling, they don't want advice. 
Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. They want somebody to listen. And yeah, and if, someone to understand. Exactly. And even if that moment doesn't last for them, knowing that they knowing that they got to relieve the tension for even ten minutes makes it worthwhile for me. So this is how available I am. My phone number, if you go to my Instagram profile, not right now because y'all are watching this, but or listening to this if you're after in the future listening. Go to my Instagram profile, call me. And anyways, so back to Miriam's story. So you 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 get to the point where you're wanting to create this thing, this incredible thing that I can't wait to personally test out and 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 spread the word on because if you haven't heard of it yet, you after this, go check it out and make sure you include links. What was that? Mo that aha moment for you that you went through what you went through and this is the reason why you went through what you went through so that you know you can help others so that through technology and through the human condition you actually are able to at scale help those humans that are struggling what was that moment yeah it was really like it was actually after we started aero health and we started looking, it started talking to a lot of people that are that were experiencing or are experiencing mental health conditions and talking to therapists, talking to coaches that actually work with um, people like yourself that you said, people that are available when people want to talk. Right. And really, like through those conversations, a lot of things were brought into light and it was just like really small things as like, you know, just talking about it. Or um, being able to be aware of yourself and um, really like we came up with this three-step um, approach where the first step is um, knowing what your triggers are. Like knowing what is it that actually causes your stress and anxiety. And it's really like it could be anything. It could be that you woke up, your foot hit the, you know, I don't, you were walking, your foot hit the drawer that hurt it was annoying uh -huh. and then next thing you're you know you're washing your face brushing your teeth thinking of all the you know negative things that happened to you yesterday or in your life or for whatever reason you start accumulating these negative feelings right off the bat from the start of the day and <coughs> the crazy part is if you acknowledge them right when they happen that's like 90% of the um, of the way, the best way to deal with it is because, okay, no, I just, you know, not, there's nothing personal here. I just hit my foot to the drawer or right. I'm having these feelings, but are they really, um, should I be having them? Like, do they make sense to me? Is Should I be thinking that far into the future right, right. now? Does it affect my life today? And kind of bring yourself to the moment and stop um, thinking of the past or the future and how overwhelming that can get and um focus on right now and that's really um i feel like for me that's really when that aha moment happened is when i was able to do that when i was able to cast the train of negative thoughts before it spirals and then change the way i think about it or question myself or think through it and then um then i started talking to more people about this and learned that it's not just me first of all like that really helps by itself 
and everyone's approach is different, yet similar in the sense that we all go through the negative feelings, we figure out a way to manage it, and we make small changes in our life. It's really like a change in lifestyle more than anything else. And we have our tricks and hacks to avoid sometimes situations or to manage it just by knowing that it's going to happen. And um, that's really like the three steps is figuring out your triggers, figuring out the coping mechanisms or what works for you. And then finally making those small changes in your everyday, say like start your day with a cup of water, start your day with a few minutes of meditation, with a few minutes of breathing exercise, going for a walk, talking to a friend, whatever it is that you figured out works for you and keep doing more of that. And eventually the people around you, because you're more open, are gonna be people that support you and you're more self-aware of the things that, of the signs that you find from when you're stressed and um, what, what, what are those things that cause your anxiety. Spot on. Absolutely brilliant, spot on. And I've even been doing this myself recently. Outside of even actually knowing that part of the story, um, one of the, about four, five, six, six weeks ago or so, I, I really got it into my mind that I was not being a healthy person. Now, I, w- I was doing a lot. I continually do a lot of stuff. But I didn't feel like I was succeeding where I needed to be for me. So I went on this mission, right? This is a personal one. This is not bringing anybody else into it. It's just me. Very similar in line with the mission of the Open Heart Collective. But this is, this is my, what I call, Mission 35. And... I said, all right, physically, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not as in shape as I should be, especially for a guy who's a dad of two very athletic kids. I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Mentally, while I'm strong, I'm allowing myself to get subsidized by other people's um, perceptions of me, doubts, whatever the case may be. Spiritually, I definitely am not on track with where I needed to be. And then emotionally is I still, even with all of my strength, have allowed other people to dictate how, I, how my emotional state goes. And I said, all right, fuck it. I'm changing it. I'm not allowing myself to be this way anymore. So I said, all right, by the time I turn 35, which is on October 28th, not wanting any birthday gifts. Let, let's scratch that off this thing right now. That's not why I said that. Um, why I said that is, is because that's my day. Now, I know that I'm probably not going to get hit 100% of my goal by then. But the fact is, if I hit 75% or 50% or, hell, even 40%, I'm still going to be further along than where I was before. So I set on. Started running. I've run about over 45 miles this month. Ridiculous. I, I've never run that much in my life, let alone in a month. And I started working out, started getting back into my faith, started really heavily focusing on these types of dialogues because it's this stuff that's going to change not just me, but hopefully inspire other people to get better for them. And um, so I would have been really intrigued to test out Arrow 
before and then after <laughs> to see exactly what how things are going because that's physically I feel great mentally still struggling with some things some personal items which is why I've been as quiet as I have been on social lately but um, what for you how are you coping because you suffered yeah yeah and um yeah for me i think your um, instagram is going like this <laughs> what did you because i'm not touching my phone at all so that's so weird all right is it? well apparently you left so i'm going to re-invite you once okay i'll have to sorry about this everybody oh you know what maybe it's because is it okay Things happen, ladies and gentlemen. Technology. <laughs> All right, you're gonna flip the camera. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Do <clears throat> you see a lot of light? Do you have the right? I think you have the right camera now. Yep. You have to see yep. my setting. It's pretty interesting. All right, good. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, Technology setups, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. so. So what, what are, are my coping? Yeah, how do you cope? How do yeah, well, so more importantly, how did you cope yeah. when you were going through what you've gone through? And then what are you doing now since you've introduced this technology in your world? What how is that how has coping been for you from previous to now? All right, yeah. So I started um when I was very young, before I recognized that, um, I recognized something's different, but not knowing that, you know, I didn't name it anything. I didn't know it's depression or anxiety. And at that time, it was more like just ignoring it and being like, no, I'm strong. Why would I be thinking about these things? And kind of like just ignoring it for a very long time until it got to a point, which I think a lot of people can relate to this, where it got to a point where it stopped me from actually moving forward. It stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. And I would react pretty fast to things or like I would make huge decisions in a very short amount of time for no real reason except that I'm just not feeling like doing this. Or like, you know, I um, I remember in undergrad, I decided to change my program. <laughs> and um, I was like, and it was always during December, right? And I'm like, <clears throat> It, this happened um, my first year, and uh, as everyone knows, first year is harder too, especially if you're in a class of, say, 105 people and only five girls are in this class and everyone else is, um, every, all the other students are guys. Um, you, you know, you have a lot of reasons to say, you know, this is like not most people's experience. And um, when you're going through something, it's really easy to blame everything so my coping mechanism was blaming the world and ignoring it and being like this is just a thing that will pass until it got to a point where um it really stopped me from feeling good every day like every day was just a struggle and i didn't want to feel that way and um i was becoming more isolated i wouldn't really attend social events and um it was having a big hit on my life and um I can't remember exactly when it was when I started realizing that, hey, this is a real thing. But it was just, I think, an accumulation of all these small events happening. And at some point, I'm like, I started Googling it finally and started Googling my symptoms. And I'm like, 
okay, this is probably depression. And just admitting that to yourself is really hard. Oh, yeah. Finally admitted that. Yeah. And then I went to a therapist and she really was the first person who pointed out that, hey, you can listen to your body and um, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to have these feelings. And this is what it's called. You can go read, um, you can go read more online about it. And um, since then, it was like a flip. It was really like it, life became so much easier, I feel like, because I finally shared it with someone else and I made it real, something that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it made it a lot easier to cope with it. And at that time, I started working out a little bit more, which is like, I don't think anyone can say they worked out and it didn't help with their mental health. Right. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard when you're going through something to actually get yourself to go so I actually had a friend that I would go work out with and that was kind of like motivating for me I started realizing yes that's one of the biggest pieces of I think um, managing your mental health and then I realized drinking water like something as simple as that would really affect me I would become a lot like I would feel a lot weaker and my I would have a lot less control over my mind when I was thirsty so I started seeing all these things that my body is telling me And that was really like my coping mechanism was the therapist also taught me a few breathing exercises, but it was, I never took those too seriously. And I never really (laughs) knew how to implement that into, like, it felt like it's so forced that I was like, okay, right now it's not the right time. And um, yeah, so I started talking to friends about it. And that was when I felt a lot better. And I felt like I got, I thought like, okay, this is done now that I'm talking about it. It's not a real thing and I'm, I'm good. And I graduated, I started working, everything felt better until another winter came. So it was the last, I think it was around like three years ago. So after four winters, I started seeing I'm making all these huge decisions about my life. And that's really when I started seeing it's not enough, the small changes I've made in my life. I changed the people around me. I changed some of my routines. Like what I said, I drank more water. I worked out a little bit more. But um I couldn't sustain all of them all the time, depending on, especially like Waterloo's pro- engineering program is a program that you work for four months and study for four months. So you're moving a lot and everything is like very chaotic a lot of times. Right. So it was like whenever I could fit certain things that I knew helped me, like um, going out with friends regularly, even if it's hard for me, pushing myself, drinking water, um, doing, uh, going to the gym and working out or going for a run. I tried to do those things as much as possible, but I never really put them in my life. I was kind of like, oh, when I'm feeling down, I'm going to do these things. Or whenever I can make time for it, I will. Well, you need a routine. (laughs) And um, when I started wearing Aero, um, it was around actually about around the same time that I started realizing that this December thing is happening every year. In December, I'm like changing my life, like turning it inside out. And I'm like, okay, I know there is this thing called, um, it's SAD, which, you know, it's in winter, you feel more down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, That, that, you know, it makes you feel, if you feel depressed throughout the year, you feel more so during this time of the year and um, the effects in Canada because of the winter. It's, um, it was a lot more on me. And I started realizing that. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's winter again. This is, there is something going on here. And that's, that, that turned out to be about the same time I started wearing Arrow. And I started seeing that. 
um, well, not in the winter, but when spring came. So we have this um, summary that shows you uh, every day how much you change from the previous day. So say if you look at your four-month view, you can kind of see how your levels have changed throughout the um, throughout that time. And I started looking at that and I'm like, oh my God, visualization for mental health, like that's such a necessary thing because you can understand things mentally and you know, you feel like you figured it out. But when you actually see it, when you see that, hey, these changes are real and they're happening to me every day, every day I have a different level and throughout in long term, I can see like winters, for example, for me are more so than other seasons. That makes you like, that makes you have a different appreciation for what you're going through and be like you know what this is a this it's a physical thing that happens in my body too and I can show myself that hey this is real like if I'm it's not me going crazy in my mind there is actually something happening here that this this uh in my app I can see and I can share it with my loved ones I can share it with a friend and tell them that hey like today is a high stress day so you know, if I'm like, you know, if I do anything or if you want to tell me something more sensitive, just heads up. Like, right. and people that care about you already know that. Like, they know that um, they can treat you as you are on different days. And, like, it's nice to have that kind of group around you. But having that visualization, I think, gave me, first of all, realizing how much my routine in a day matters. Like, how much it matters to go to bed on time. How much it matters to, you know, have a wake-up time have breakfast, like have my daily routine and kind of know where my day is going to head from the morning and be okay if it changes, obviously. But um, that routine was really something I learned from Arrow because I realized that if I'm not, say, having breakfast a day, and breakfast is a really important meal to me, I would get buzzed because how Arrow works is that when your stress levels rise, the band vibrates on your wrist and that's the way that it brings your awareness to that moment that hey what happened that led to this so say i didn't have a breakfast i didn't have breakfast one day i would get like 20 alerts 25 alerts that day and i'm like yeah that's why i need to have breakfast and it makes it a lot easier to do that than you know from now on and realize the importance of it it's not just that i feel worse today i can say I got 20 alerts, like that's not okay. I don't want to put myself through that. And I can fix that with something as easy as, you know, having breakfast or drinking some water or um, going for a walk, talking to like anytime I talk to a friend, not necessarily about my mental health, but just like, you know, have a girl talk basically. I see my values go down so much that I'm like, I definitely need to talk to people because it makes me feel so much more relaxed. And right. It's almost you get all your thoughts out and they don't, you know, you're not carrying it with you every day. So I think that visualization. So now what I have is I have a list of all these coping mechanisms that I know work for me. And whenever I get stressed, I get reminded of these strategies and I can pick and choose what I want to do today because, you know, I can't go to the gym, but I can talk to a friend so I can do that. I want to interject for one moment. So I'm getting, I'm seeing some comments here on the Facebook video. First and foremost, guys, this is a safe place. I will not, and I repeat, not tolerate any negative comments. This is a place where people speak and listen. So yes, I was being quiet because I was respectfully listening to my guests. 
So, if you cannot say anything nice, do not say anything at all, my friends. That's all I'm going to say about that. Continue. Golden rule, my friends. Golden rule. If it's just, if we just do that, life gets a little bit fucking easier. Anyways, please continue. Yeah, and that's one thing with social media is that you get a lot of people feeling like they, it's like you're not seeing the reactions, so you just say whatever is on your mind. Um, but I was actually done. Okay. Anyways, so th this is this, and I. I'm glad that we're having this conversation right now because social media comments. All right, Nigel, I don't know what you got against me or Miriam for this matter, but I need that to stop because I'm about to block your ass because I'm not going to tolerate any negativity on this channel whatsoever because that takes away from the entire ethos of this message, which is creating safe spaces for people to talk about what they're going through. And if she wants to talk about her story and maybe it inspires somebody else out there, I'm going to let her talk for as long as she wants to. So, and that's with every single guest. Every single episode, hour long, this is the format, people. If you don't like it, I don't need your attention because you're part of the problem, not a part of the solution. So, Anyways, <clears throat> so for those people who are looking to visualize those triggers, what's the next step for them to take to kind of get involved? Because I know off camera, you and I are talking about doing some things that are about bringing this awareness around this to the U.S. to as many people around the world as possible. So what? What are some of those next steps that people who are interested in wanting to learn more about Arrow, wanting to learn more about you and your story, what are some of those ways that people can do so? Yeah, so we're actually launching this September, so in the next month. And what we're doing right now is if you go to our website, www.airhealth.com, um, you can actually sign up there to be one of the first to know when we launch. And then you get a referral link where you can actually share this with your friends and family. If you, anyone that you think can use this device and would find it helpful. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I actually have a piece about the mental health, if you have time. I mean, we've, we've got another 20 minutes, so let's okay, go. Okay, perfect. I mean, about the social media side. and. Oh, yeah. Let, let, let's, yeah, that's a fun I subject. I think it's important man. to have that conversation, yeah. And I think one thing that social media has done is we forget that we're people. And because you don't see the other person's reaction, a lot oh, of times. Oh, my reaction. <laughs> you, um, you, you, become, you become more, like, less empath empathetic about what's going on. So a lot of teenagers that we talk to, our customers actually, um, they have social anxiety. And they've stopped no going wonder. to school because of it. Yeah, and they stop when you ask them. It really comes down to a lot of it is the pressure that you get from social media, having to act a certain way, talk a certain way, do things a certain way. And um, I was talking to, I've been talking to a lot of therapists about this. And something that really brought, uh, that I find makes a lot of sense is that piece that when we were young, we were able to talk to somebody. 
they would react and you would learn, shoot, I shouldn't have said that, right? But now you don't have that kind of feedback. When you break up online, when you hate on, on somebody for no real reason online, you don't get that kind of feedback as immediate and you have people that follow you because that's just how we are. And for whatever reason, hate on social media is a lot more than anywhere else. And, and I think and that's important. I, and I have an idea as to why it's more prevalent on social media than anywhere else. Because people can hide, yeah. right? Somebody comes at you and speaks something negative to your face. One of two options happen. You have a conversation or you knock your teeth out and then have a conversation. People exactly. hide behind the keyboard. People hide behind the phone. They don't care. We've lost, like you said, we've lost empathy in this world. We don't care about how our actions and our comments negatively affect other people. Yet, we want everybody to do everything ever nice for us. Well, my friends, it doesn't happen that way. If you want people to do shit for you and be nice to you, you've got to be nice to them first. Absolutely. It's the only way it happens. And then more to the point, you have to be nice and respectful to yourself because this is the other part of all that. On social media, we compare ourselves to other people way too much. Oh, man, that guy's got this. That lady's got this. This person's got what I want. Okay. Like I, I, and I've, I've been in, in prior conversations, and, and I don't agree with this comparison at all, so I'm just prefacing it. I get compared to Vaynerchuk a lot. Just be, I mean, I'm outspoken. I'm charismatic, all that nonsense. If I had 800 people working for me, I could create really cool content too. But I don't care about, I mean, I would, the team is going to get there. But right now what I care about is these conversations because that's why all of these things are unedited. Because who am I as a content creator and a, and a storyteller and, a, and a building up a platform for people to share their stories? Who the fuck am I to dictate to you guys, the people who are watching this or listening to this? where you take the value from. It's not on me. It's on you. So we're just going to put the content out and you guys determine where you want to take it from there. And that's why I say this will be a safe place and no negativity, no hatred will be allowed here because the worst word in the human language is the word hate because everything else negative stems from that. So be open, be loving, treat others how you want to be treated and treat yourself how you want others to treat you. When you get that and when you can do that, life becomes a little bit fucking easier. And then we don't have to deal with troll bullshit because I won't stand for it at all, ever. I will shut it down. I will stop it because this shit will not stand in my room, in, in this space at all. Other platforms, if you want to go troll, you want to go be an asshole, go for it, but not here. I won't allow it. Anyways, all right, yeah. off the high horse now. <laughs> all it's right. Time. And it's so simple. If you just think for five seconds before you say what you say, you're good. Like you won't say it probably. Most most probably. I mean, right. And oh, you're a little bit frozen on Instagram, but we'll work through it. <coughs> I don't, for those of you guys who are watching on Instagram, if you are wondering what I was referring to, you won't see it in the Facebook or the YouTube edition of this because I've blocked just my banned as you that person. Oh. All right, so Instagram. We're, I, I, I think we had a pause in the action because of maybe a phone charging incident. 
But um, anyways, so I mean it when I talk about this position of safety. The biggest reason why people aren't talking about their own mental health and what they're struggling with is people not being respectful of the story of what they're going through. Because let's face it, oftentimes we don't really care what other people are going through. And that sucks. Like to know that your feelings aren't being met is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. So the only way that we get to change that is by first changing us. Hello again. Hello. (laughs) I had to plug my phone in. You're good. So we're getting to the point where we're going to start wrapping things up here in a few minutes. Uh, I am so sorry that I went off on those that 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 bit of a tangent rant, but I'm definitely feeling empowered and and to stop negativity where it stands because I, I I don't understand it. Like I grew up being bullied and picked on, guys. It's not a fun thing, and I can only and I didn't grow up in 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 this era of of, of I mean I had fucking MySpace, but like I didn't have any I didn't have to deal with trolls i don't want my kids to have to deal with this shit like that's why my kids aren't going to be on social media until we as a culture and a society can change this because i'm not going to have my seven-year-old or my ten however old she ends up being when we get on when she gets onto social media be berated by assholes or my son nobody i'm not going to allow it which is exactly why they haven't gotten on social media yet because we got to change our perspective and we got to change how we're looking at the world and we got to change our behaviors in the world because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm really tired of waking up and hearing news about the fact that we lose people or that people behave in a way that causes trauma or tragedy for somebody else because this subject of mental health has never been talked about. I mean, just think about it. Just this year alone, at all the people and all the circumstances that could have been stopped or that we wouldn't have lost if only we were more caring and more open and more willing to actually fucking listen when somebody says, I got to talk to you about something. That's the entire reason why this show is in existence now is because I'm tired of waking up and hearing about people like Scott Hutchinson, people like Chester Bennington, people like Chris Cornell, people like Robin Williams, people like on and on and on and on and on. I'm tired of it. And I won't, I personally will not stop this until my voice stops. And then I will get somebody else to fucking talk for me. Because that's the only way that this is going to change. That's the only way that we're going to continue to create safe places for people like Miriam and myself and everybody who actually gives a fucking paying attention to this series. Yeah, and I think that's the key. The key is just keep going. And you know that you're going to get comments, you're going to get feedback. And I've had this from everyone I've talked to. Once you share your story, it's a lot of consequences that come with it. Bring it on. You have to say it until it becomes normal, and it is a fact of life. 450 million people in the world silently 
suffer from anxiety and depression every day and they're not able to talk about it for no reason. Like there's no real reason. No, that you, not. This is the reason why we're not talking about it because people like that asshole we just got done talking to are making it harder for us. That's it. That is the single solution to the problem. We need to actually care. That solves everything that we're facing right now in one singular fucking action. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy part is I've heard this again from so many people that once you start sharing your story, people start learning from it. And that gives them the ability to start sharing it as well. They right. get brave and they realize, first of all, they're not alone. There's so many people around them. You went off and came back on, on, on Facebook. Okay, we're back. Maybe. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, guys, th th this is how serious this conversation is. I mean, on Instagram, you didn't see it because thankfully everybody in the Instagram community has been really loving and supportive of this series, and I appreciate you for it. Those fucking dumbass trolls on, on Facebook, though, pissed me off because... They could have interjected. They could have had something positive, fulfilling, impactful to say, but instead they chose to speak negativity. Mm -hmm. um, so Arrow is getting ready to launch in September in the U.S. We're gonna we have more work to do about that. But like, what's next for Miriam? Because that that's what I'm really curious about. And and I'm kind of on the inside track. I know some of the other stuff that you're working on, but um, what? What's next? Yeah, so really, I think for a while from now, it's focusing on Arrow and bringing that to the market. And just a little bit about, like, I don't know if I did a did justice to explaining what it actually does for people that are interested. So what it does, it tracks your nervous system and it detects when your stress levels are rising. It gently vibrates on your wrist and that's a way for you to think of, hey, what's my trigger? Why am I thinking about these thoughts? And you take a note of that in the app. In time, Arrow learns how you work and what are the things that calm you and what are the things that stress you and start sending you recommendations around that. So say, you know, 12 p.m. on Mondays is the most stressful time of the week for you and you're at work during that time. And we know from your data that, when you talk to a friend, you really get relaxed. So at 11, why not at 11.45 schedule a call with a good friend? Or if walking is what works for you, why don't you take a 10 minute walk before you reach that most stressful time of the day to kind of alleviate it? So it's kind of like your self-awareness tool, um, a way to figure out your triggers, figure out your coping mechanisms, and also get connected to a community of people that are also going through this. So I think the community piece is something that we're gonna be working a lot more on and mm -hmm. hearing a lot more on and exactly for what happened, for example, what happened today is that you get a lot of hate when you share your story, you get a lot of anger and a lot of, I think it's a lot of uncomfortable feelings that comes with it. So mm -hmm. it's our goal at Arrow is to be able to start that conversation, get over the hump because I think anything new that's talked about kind of has that 
reaction that people have until people get comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically. And that's really our main focus, creating that community around Arrow and being able to talk about it as someone who is going through a mental health condition and being able to know how to listen to someone else's experience. And I think by sharing your data and being able to visually see what's going on, that's a start. Right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. It was an event. It was an eventful episode tonight. <laughs> um, so, a little bit of as we get ready to wrap this up. If you yourself or you know someone who is struggling, please reach out. Please seek help for them for yourself. Whether it's by actually having them call me, or you yourself calling me, or finding the resources closest to you, whether it be the organizations or the, um, or if it's just a Facebook group of people who are like-minded, who understand what you're going through, if it's a church, if it's whatever it needs to be for you, find it. And if you need help finding it, message me. I will help. I will personally take time out of my life to help you find it. Yeah, and we also, I'm just going to add a little bit to that. And we also have, like, go to www.aerohealth.com. That's A-I-R-O health.com. And you can sign up there. Um, we can introduce you to a community of people we also have where it's it, there's no hate in it. It's a place where people are openly sharing what they feel. And, again, as Ryan said, um, the more we talk about it, the more it gets normal and the more change we can create in our own lives, first of all, and just making the world an easier place to live in. Doesn't that sound like a nice thing? The world is an easier place to live in. That's what I hope for. Um, and as I've mentioned before, the resource list is coming. As you can imagine, pulling together an entire global source list is a bit of a pain in the ass because there's a lot of work to do. But it's work that we're doing and, and hoping that we get that up before the end of the year and roll into uh, into 2019 with that fully available for you guys. Um, as I've said in previous episodes, I am not monetizing this content at all for me. I will not make a cent from this. But the platform, the audio platform that hosts this, the, the or this platform that hosts the audio version of this podcast called Anchor um, has made it available to where you guys can support the podcast. Now, that being said, any and every that cent that comes in of people who opt to support the content series goes to mental health organizations around the world. So, you have, we all have a way to help support the cause. And I will be completely transparent with every single piece of it. I'm not going to take a cent. And I'll, sh I'll show you transaction records if you guys need to prove it. But please support this content series. Don't do it for me. Do it for your friend that's struggling. Do it for that friend of that friend that committed suicide. Do it for do it for that 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 person that you idolized growing up, like I did with Chester B. 
do it for those people whose voices are being subdued because we live in a community or live in a world where our, our allowing our voices to be heard is, is, is not an actuality yet. Do it so that we as a collective can change the world. The more and more that I get into this, the more and more that I knew this is one of the main reasons why I was put on this fucking earth. So I'll, I'll include links in, in, in descriptions and it'll also be available in my uh, Instagram and Facebook bio. Uh, just so that if you guys feel, uh, if you feel at all inclined to support the content series and the mission of breaking the stigma around mental health, this is a way that we can collectively pull resources together into it. So that being said, where's the best place to, that they can find you, Mira? Um, yeah, so if they put their email on that email list, um, we send them out an email. So that could be a perfect reply or also my first name. So Mariam, M-A-R-Y-A-M <coughs> at aerohealth.com. So that's M-A-R-Y-A-M at A-I-R-O-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And I'll definitely include that all, the, all of that in the links below. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the content series and how this works is Instagram, unfortunately, this video will disappear in the next 24 hours. But don't worry, because you can catch it right here on Facebook, because it will live in Facebook for as long as Facebook lives in Facebook. And then on Sunday evening, check uh, YouTube and check uh, your favorite audio streaming platform. Live, live television or live shows, guys. You can't speak properly sometimes. Uh, but where you can, your favorite audio podcast streaming platform, uh, it will be available there, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. Um, you name it, we're pretty much on it. So check it out there. And like I said, if you guys feel so inclined, please do support this series, but don't do it for me. Do it for everybody else who needs it. So anyways, I like to end on this, um, especially after the, the, this particular episode, I like to end on this um, mantra, this, this thing of positive affirmation. Um, that I've been ending all of my pieces of video content on for the better part of the last year. I like to say, be happy. Number one. Number two is have fun. Number three is hustle your ass off. Right. But remember, there's no amount of hustle that can bring you happiness or fun. And you also got to find time in there somewhere to breathe. Even if just once a day you say the word breathe, it'll force you to breathe. Until Friday, my friends, have a great week. If you need anything, I'm a text message or a phone call away. See you guys. Bye on Instagram. And then Facebook will do a little wrap-up as well. All right. Cool. All right. Um, all right, Facebook. Today was a little tumultuous. I get it. Sometimes we have to deal with this. As Miriam said, when you're telling your story, you can kind of crawl out of the woodwork to try and squash it down. Don't let it happen. Refuse to allow negativity to enter your world. When you do, things get a lot better. But allow yourself to feel still. Is you have to. My wise friend Catherine told me that once. You gotta allow yourself to feel. Good, bad, or otherwise. So Friday, join us, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, as I am joined from my friend across the pond, Mr. Oh man, three-person name. Hayden Lincoln Hater. 
Uh, really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, and then stay tuned again to Sunday on all the uh, streaming platforms for the rest of, for this episode to appear as well as Haven's. So until then, my friends, have a great week. Wrong button. There we go. All right, Mary. I'm